When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. Our favorite bad boy is in the BGS house. Can't stop, won't stop. Welcome to the Can't Stop, Won't Stop party as King Combs takes over with the banger of the summer. She texts me where you at, I sent that and you come through. And we heard you loud and clear. Now we're going in the comments about this backlash over who's black enough. Then we're with the trailblazing legend that is Macy M.F. Gray. The queen of non-conforming is getting into this black girl stuff. Plus, we welcome hip hop's toxic chocolate. I can roll with that. TikTok sensation Cali gets candid about who's sliding into her DMs. All this and more on this new edition of Black Girl Stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, we can't stop, won't stop. But first order of business this evening, it's time to go in the comments, and we're starting with a debate that has seemingly resurfaced since the announcement of this Black Girl Stuff cast. Who gets to determine who's black or who's black enough? So much has been said about the complexions of our skins. So let's address the proverbial elephant in the room. Bree, go ahead and kick it off with the first swipe. Girl, you know how crazy these comments Ooh. be, but one Instagram user commented, black girl stuff show? Only one fourth is black. Make it make sense. I honestly understand that, to be honest. Like for me, being a darker skinned black woman, being the darkest skin on this cast, I do really enjoy that my black is not questioned, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've got 4C hair, I've got the black nose, I have full lips, I have a dark skin tone, and it really does, you know, on one end, I enjoy, again, walking into a room and you know I'm black, but on the flip mm-hmm. side, especially in this kind of environment, I feel like I'm being put on a stance to really, like, carry blackness on my back, more so than you all may have to, whether you know it or you don't, right? Yeah. Really, so you feel like people are looking to you as that token black person yeah, who absolutely. holds this level of responsibility to put on for every other black person absolutely. out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Not for every other black person out there, but just when it comes to the show mm-hmm. specifically. And I, I mean, I can take it back to even one time I was traveling to East Africa, right? And I was traveling with, with some of my friends who were lighter skinned than me, and I can't tell you the amount of times people thought I was a tour guide. You know what I mean? Uh, even though, one, I'm not from there, <laughs> we're all visiting, and my friend had the map. So it's not even the... <laughs> you don't so even look even, East African. And, I mean, let's talk about that. That's I mean, crazy. if anything, my roots can be more that. West, yeah. <laughs> West yeah. versus East. But yeah, I think it's situations like that really put me back into this mindset of, like, how do I want to portray myself, not only as a black-skinned mm-hmm. American, but also how much is what I'm saying, is what I'm doing, is how I look, really saying that, hey, I enjoy how I look, you know, Mm -hmm. because oftentimes, whereas I feel like 
for instance, with my hair. I can switch up my hair all the time. Like, yeah, I really it see it yeah. as an accessory. It's like wearing a necklace, right? right? <laughs> but at the same that. time, yeah. I felt like, you know what, if I do this or if I do that, it's taken more seriously because on this cast, on the darkest skin. Do you feel the same as being, well, you know, like these comments, I think that it's important that we recognize where they're coming from because mm -hmm. it is true that historically the media has cherry-picked lighter complexioned yeah. individuals to represent black people on the whole and has made it seem that dark skin is undesirable. And that couldn't be, you know, further from the truth. And it's mm -hmm. a horrible, horrible thing. And we have to address it and say, we know this, but intra, you know, colorism is also a thing, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's course. something. And all because you have lighter complexioned people on the cast doesn't mean they're not black. And by the way, we are all black, right. <laughs> you know? For sure. And I agree with you, Demetria. Like, media definitely tends to lean you know, whitewash mm -hmm. entertainment. I will always say that. But I think that one, you shouldn't have to carry that burden of representing right. black yeah. women yeah. across the diaspora, mm -hmm. right? And also, as as lighter skinned women, we should be free to be like own our blackness mm -hmm. and not be typecasted in that light skinnedness. I feel like who gets to determine what is black? Mm -hmm. I feel like my mother, my parents are black, and I feel like just because. So does that mean that my darker sister? is more black than me because I'm a lighter hue. I, I feel like it's just very disrespectful to read the comments and them saying that I'm not black. It's disrespectful not only to me, but to my mother, my father, my whole entire lineage. I remember my mother even saying like, when I was younger, when she would carry me in the park or when she would take me to the doctor's office, my mother is darker than Akila. Mm, wow. So we would be in the doctor's office or in the park and a black person mm -hmm. would say to my mother, oh, whose child are you babysitting? Yeah. Who's, or is she adopted? Mm -hmm. And my mother was like so offended by her own kind, mm -hmm. saying that I couldn't be her child just because I was of lighter skin mm -hmm. or because yeah, my hair sad. texture was different. Mm -hmm. And that's just unfair. Yeah, so another user said, I'm convinced they always throw one dark-skinned person in there like a token, so nobody can say there's colorist activity going on. But when are we gonna see something with dark-skinned females, period? And to be honest, like, Again, that's kind of when I when I take it to the show and I'll take it outside of the show too. At first, when I recognized that I'm gonna be on, casted on black girl stuff, I was super excited, I was super ready. I was like, you know what, this is purpose driven and I'm here. And that's the same way I felt about each and every one of my fellow co-hosts. But at the same time, I immediately thought back to all of my experiences in corporate America and how I felt like even though we have the Crown Act and you know, yes, Again, with your hair, you can wear it how you want and not be discriminated against. You could do whatever how you want. I feel like as a dark-skinned black woman, especially here, I had to be a little more conscious of how I show up. Mm -hmm. So that's why you saw the first couple of episodes. Even though I've had, you know, pretty much a buzz cut for like two years, you know what I mean? I've consistently went back and, and, and decided to wear a wig or decided to wear weaves because I felt like, you know, even though, again, my skin cannot be judged, I think being dark-skinned and with short hair I feel like it, it just kind of gave off an impression of like, you know what, power, for, to, the power to the people. And yeah. I wasn't trying to do that step stage one when the people don't really know who I am and what I'm about. I remember literally like if taking it outside of this, other corporate jobs where I did the same thing. And because of that, I did that in interviews and I did that when I first got the job. And I realized when I was speaking to one of my lighter skin, you know, um, colleagues afterwards that we're just talking about the interview process, I had to do 10 interviews mm. in order to get this wow. job. And this is me working in corporate America after having not only a, you know, a bachelor's degree, an Ivy League degree as well, in a master's in business, and then I still had 10 interviews while, while she said she had three. Not only that, I then realized when she told me her pay and my pay, there was a gap. And this is not just my experience, and this is not for a lack of negotiating, because I did. It's the experience of tons of darker-skinned black women. I feel like for me and a lot of people, we don't get the opportunity 
to be who we are freely. And that's the problem. It goes beyond dating. It goes beyond beauty standards. It's about the money as well. And it's about how we're perceived. And I think, like, you know, when I, when I hear this comment, it kind of feels like, I hear you because I, I kind of feel the same. <laughs> there needs to be a lot of more situations where there's dark female cast members all around. It's not to deter what any of you are doing or myself, because we all, again, deserve to be here. But I recognize how much, as a community, we say, as black people, we have to work twice as hard for half as much. I feel like as a dark-skinned black woman, it's three times as hard. I started off my career wearing my hair natural. Mm. And my professors, you know, at the University of Kansas told me that you would never work on television with hair like that. But when I see comments like this, I feel like it reduces us to just our skin color. And yeah. for me, a black Nigerian-American, it seems that they want to invalidate my experience, my upbringing, and the contributions that I've made to pushing the culture forward. I don't for one second pretend to think that my voice is the voice of all black people, but I am a black woman who stands up for black people. Our issues are equality, mm -hmm. right? Our fight for justice. And maybe you can't relate to my complexion, but at least you can respect that, yes. I would think. We all have to carry the burden of being black, mm -hmm. depending on mm -hmm. who our audience is. And like you said, to, to your point, you should not declassify yeah. beauty with black. That is a, that's a disgrace. That's degrading to yes. us. And you're actually offending the people that you're claiming to be defending. I'm not taking away from anything because I understand both sides. I understand the privilege. I understand how hard it is. And I understand how it feels to feel like you're the token. Mm -hmm. I understand everything. I'm just saying that if we all came together to fight these issues instead of fighting each other in our group. Look at all these other groups sticking together. Mm -hmm. And look it. at us being mm -hmm. catty and we're just like, oh, well, you know what I mean? I just I just feel like it's kind of catty and if we came together, we could conquer this together and like just Dominate together. You know what I'm saying? Just dominate together. I, I just I, I hate that they're dividing us and we are divided in this group to where sometimes we don't know where we fit in. Right. Some, when, when we're around, like not not to talk about white people, but when we're around white people, we're not white enough. No. Nope. They're they're like, oh, well, you're black. And then when I'm around a darker skinned person who who may feel like I'm not melanated enough, mm -hmm. they may feel like, oh, you think you cute, huh? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, no, I'm. We're together. Yeah. Right. And I just, yeah. I hate it. That's Carry a great that point, Tori. Like well, guys, we, there's another comment here that I think we need to read. I mean, this mm -hmm. was really interesting. It says, uh, just to sum things up, you know, some people claim to be black when it's convenient or suits their purpose. Right. But never witness the true struggles of a real black woman, the true strength of a black woman, the <laughs> integrity of mm. a black woman. And how presumptuous of a comment that is, right, when you have a... Uh, Four black women four sitting black here. Women. Four actually real black women. <laughs> yeah. We're not strong, right? We have no integrity. And you're basing that what off of the, the, the shades of the rainbow here? The hue I of mean, our skin. And it, it's really crazy to me because I just want to make sure that we address a different side of colorism too. Because oftentimes when we hear colorism being spoken about, dark skinned women speak about colorism, it's from a, uh, a point of self-hate. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I think oftentimes what I've heard in the media, even me growing up, is that a lot of dark-skinned women had a lot of periods of time where they, like, hated themselves, where they felt like, you know what, my skin, I want to change it, I want to be lighter, I want to do this. That was never my experience. I've always, always felt very proud of my skin. Again, the fact that, at least with one thing, 
I didn't have to be questioned, you know, uh, because yeah. I knew in my life being being from like a poor economic background, being mm -hmm. first generation, being et cetera, there was a lot of things I was constantly having to test, mm -hmm. you know, having to strive, having right. to prove myself to others. And I knew at least with being black, that was something I never had to question. And I understand, like, so thinking about your experiences, mm -hmm. I recognize that that's a very, that's the opposite lens. It is. I facts. think for me, I had a dark skinned mom, I had dark skinned siblings. What I realized though with colorism is not growing up, it's now. Mm -hmm. I now recognize, this, I, I mentioned the job, I can talk about dating and just going out all day long when it comes to just colorism, especially being in LA. Oftentimes when I go out, what I've been shown, especially just being again, a darker skinned black woman, what I've been shown is that is a lower level, a lower threshold and a lower level of like what it really means to walk in your femininity. I feel like I didn't have the, the capacity or the kind of guidance to be soft. I, I couldn't be soft and I wasn't interpreted as soft, you know, oftentimes by black men. And that's not to say that they also didn't experience colorism because black men and colorism is, <laughs> is huge and they, yeah. have, and they can have their own segment on this too. But I remember even going out and I've heard in the background with, again, with my lighter skinned friends or with dark skinned friends and we're just all out together. Um, oh, she's cute, but she black, black. It's, you know, but she got to ask though. You know what I mean? Really demoralized to my features versus the fact that I'm beautiful overall. And I had to be in a mindset consistently telling myself I'm beautiful, I'm this, literally in my head having to say this because I knew I wouldn't hear it the whole night and I knew I wouldn't be shown it the whole night in a way that a lot of women who are lighter complexion I feel like C. You knew you were accepted. You accepted your black the entire time, right? Oh, yeah. Growing up, I actually felt the opposite. Mm -hmm. I knew I was black. I knew I was a black woman, but I often questioned why didn't black accept me? Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like I had to be darker. I wanted to tan. I was ashamed of being mm -hmm. light skinned. Yeah. I didn't even allow people to call me in the South. You know, they'd be like, hey, red, no, no. say red, what up? Light skin. Or white girl. Or white here. girl. No, no I would fight you if you called mm -hmm. me any of those names because I am from a darker skinned woman. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, Looking at my family, I didn't fit in. So I wanted to be darker so I could fit in. So I didn't necessarily associate being lighter with beauty. I felt like darker made me more beautiful. Darker mm -hmm. made me more stronger. Darker made me more, uh, you know, have more of a black woman's strength. I recognized that and honored it. Mm -hmm. And so I often strive mm -hmm. for that. So I have always been searching for black to accept me. And I think me and Tori, we had a mm -hmm. conversation about how we had to learn how to fight. <laughs> we did. I, I'm not gonna lie. I had to learn how to fight from beating a couple bitches ass. Yeah. I feel like being from the hood, I'm from the hood, so we all fought. But I, I just feel like if you're lighter in the hood, you better know how to fight because they're gonna pick on you and they may pick on you because you're lighter skin because being lighter was looked at as weak. You know what I'm saying? And I felt more accepted mm -hmm. when I won the fight because I was celebrated. For me, I mean, people will come to my house trying to jump me, but you know, I mean, call me Oreo, white girl, all of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy that we got a lot of this out in the yeah. open and hopefully everyone now has a better understanding about who we are, mm -hmm. right? And maybe just a little bit more compassion overall when we talk about this subject, right? And each other's feelings. All right, guys, coming up next, the king behind the song of the summer. We can't stop, won't stop, because Christian Combs is straight ahead. She texts me where you at, I sent the Addy come through. Now she in love with me cause she ain't used to luxury. Why would I hate on you? I do my thing comfortably. I'm not the one, I'm not the two, you know it's C3. She brushing on my waist, talking about she need me. Ooh. Can't stop, won't stop, bad boy. <laughs> Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Now, we all know one thing about our next guest. He can't stop, won't stop. And he's Never. got the streams to prove it. Welcome uh -huh. to the BGS house, King Combs himself. Can't stop, Welcome. won't stop. Bad boy, boy, King Combs, I'm here. 
What's up? Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you here. So, you know, this new single with Kodak Black is number one on the top Sounds America. Like, that's number one. That's lit. I gotta know how you feel riding through the city. You hear your song all on the radio. You pull up at the club, they playing it in the club, and then yeah. you get on social media, and it's trending. Like, how do you feel? Nah, I still in the fire right now. I ain't gonna lie, because... I always knew this song was gonna be like hard when it dropped. I didn't know that it was gonna go number one on like the Instagram or nothing like that fast. It's so number one. That's so dope. I feel super blessed just to have that. So thank you to everybody out there listening to it. I was like, can't stop, won't stop, stop watching the music video. You brought that bad boy energy. I mean, it's got over seven million views on YouTube. Congratulations. Young, successful, accomplished man, got the VVS's in there. What is, it, what is it like yeah. for you, King, like, you know, navigating this world of, like, clout chasers? I mean, is oh. it difficult for somebody of your stature to find genuine people yeah. who really love you for you as opposed to, like, uh, leeches, people who just want to use your name to get on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, to be honest, it definitely, like, could be hard sometimes, but luckily I got the chance to, like, you know, deal with it my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I got to kind of learn and see, like, the different type of people there are in the world. Mm -hmm. Some people that really just want to use you just to come to your crib or just be around you because of who you are and make their name look better. And yeah, that's kind of like weird. Like yeah. at yeah. first I, I never thought people was like that, but to, to see that is definitely like an eye opener. Yeah. And it has you like, you, you know. can peep it. Right, yeah, you like yeah. see it coming a mile away. Yeah, Speaking fact. of like being around it your whole life, so my family owns a strip club here in Atlanta, Georgia, Blue Flame, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Shameless plug. Oh, that's but, hard, that's yeah, hard. that's hard, right? <laughs> but a lot of people my whole life thought like, okay, you automatically gonna go into the strip club business. Yeah. But because of that, I really wanted to make my own legacy. Yeah. So I wanna know like, has your dad's legacy ever deterred you from even wanting to be a part of hip hop? Nah, I mean, for me, it actually always inspired me. Like just seeing, and just seeing everything he did always inspired me to be something great. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it inspired me to, you know, to be a rapper just like him, but I guess seeing him from when I was young, just on tour, seeing how the crowd just reacted yeah. and being able to touch the stage a few times with him at a young age like that, I got to like feel that feeling and, and see that, you know, making people happy and, and feel good like that's a that's a dope thing to do so for sure, for sure. i mean yeah. with hip-hop turning 50 actually next year obviously 50. you've had the <laughs> the opportunity to grow up and be surrounded by other legends you know yeah. like including your dad clearly and what he's been able to build so what does that really do for you how does that fuel you to really again build your legacy carve out a lane of your own like what yeah. do you do on a daily basis or how are you inspired by the people around you yeah well that fuels me a lot just being around those people being around some of the goats sometimes because you also get to see like, you know, that's possible that, you know, they're real people, like, you know, they went through different things in their life and made it happen. And yeah, it's inspiring. Sometimes when I'm around them, like, you know, I, if they giving me games, sometimes I write it in my notes so I don't forget, like, you know, so I just, Right. Make sure I take it with me everywhere What's I go. What's something they told you, right? I was right? Gonna, I they told something you. that, like, one of those legends might have, yeah. a gem they might have dropped on you that stuck with you forever. <clears throat> Probably be something Hove said. He was saying that you gotta just find your voice. Like, that's the key to, like, being a successful rapper. You, you don't really want to focus too much on, like, the sounds, the beats. Just really find what you want to speak for and, like, who you want to speak to, and then that'll answer everything. You 
I feel like are also a pioneer when it comes to how do you build your own lane. Like you talked about Hove. What would be your advice to the children of hip hop now and the folks that are kind of growing up now to again, what should they do to either, if it comes to finding friends, if it comes to building their own legacy, if it comes to just making a name for themselves like you are doing actively today, what's something that you would give them? Um, I would say like, you know, be natural to who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a great legacy that comes with our name, so you know, don't run from it, you know. All right, y'all, let's yeah. wake it up a bit. You have worked with, like, major artists like Future, Tiana Taylor, like, yeah. can, the list goes on. Let's talk about your R&B hit list. Like, what is on your bucket list? Like, what R&B artist do you want to work with? I need to hear this. Because R&B is not dead, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not yet. It's not dead now, because it's, it's having a revival. You know, Pops probably put a yeah, jumper exactly. table on yeah, yes. <laughs> I think Summer Walker is dope. Scissors, Fire. My boy Miguel is hard. Brent yeah. Fires. I can see like, you do something with Janae Aiko. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say her? No. no. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I like the top of my list. Janae right. Aiko, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. hard. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, Janae Aiko, if you're watching this, let's get a feature or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, no, for sure. I love that. Your music videos are such a vibe. I mean, for me, I'm really family-oriented, and I love that when I was watching Can't Stop, Won't Stop, like, I see Justin pop up, I see Quincy pop up. I mean, yeah. what's that like for you? Really, like, I just try to involve, like, my family as much as I can, mm -hmm. like, in my videos. If my sisters was out there, I would have had them do something in it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know, I just feel like bringing everything into the, the music and the videos is, is fun. Like, I think I'm gonna have my grandma Mimi oh, <laughs> in one of my videos. Like. That'd be super cute. Now, speaking of, like, venturing out, and even in your music videos, you give us, like, a performance. I'm an actress myself, and I hear you venturing out into the acting world. Like, how did oh, that yeah, come about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to be the next Tom Cruise one of these days. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wow, okay. Right. Impossible. <laughs> so, yeah. if you had to pick one dream co-star, male or female, who would it be? It could be a love interest, maybe. We're going to go with Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. I would like to see no, that. No, but why? Why, though? I mean, <laughs> we're all like, yes, but why Zendaya? Uh, she's a real dope actress, like, okay. when she's on the screen, you know? Well, would you ever play your dad in a biopic? Because, I mean, you really do favor him in a big way, and I just wonder, <laughs> yeah. I mean... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Who would they that, pick that to play your dad if it's not like you? That. No, that's cool. I feel like that'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah, because who's going to impersonate him better? He I gets know. to see him at home. <laughs> all right, see him every day. I'm yeah. really trying to be in the next Spider-Man, though. Ooh. Oh. So, Spider-Man, you know, me okay, and Zendaya. So you know, I need black, a black Spider-Man. Black Spider-Man. You know, it's not a bad idea. Yes. Yes. Let me see your flick. Give me the flick. Spider-Man been my favorite superhero too, so I was young, so yeah. I can see that. Well, thank you so much, King Combs, for stopping by the BGS house. And of course, his mega hit single, Can't uh -huh. Stop, Won't Stop, is available on all streaming platforms. Can't stop, won't and stop. his new album is on the way. And coming up next, we have the legendary Macy Gray. We'll be right back with more black girl stuff. And of course, we could not let King Combs himself leave without taking a shot of Debbie. It's shot o'clock. Owned by black man. Owned oh, by black man. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop.
to Black Girl Stuff. That was the legendary Macy Gray and her Grammy award-winning classic, I Try, which kicked off a whole new moment, a whole new movement in music. Welcome to BGS, Macy Gray. Oh, yay! <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Yes. How are you doing? We're doing well. Great. How are you doing, Macy? How are you feeling I'm today? I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, I had a big night. I'm getting it together. What made the night so big? Let us know. <laughs> Oh, I did a show at the, at the Hollywood Bowl. They have this thing in L.A. called um, Black Movie Night. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's nice. So it's super epic. They show, like, um, like classic black movies, and then the orchestra plays the soundtrack live. I love okay, that. Okay, okay. Um, come on, live that's soundtrack. Dope. Okay. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. It is amazing. Okay, well, speaking of classic and black, <laughs> Macy, you are truly just a pioneer, okay? <laughs> and honestly, like, I think personally, well, I'll speak for you. myself, like, just being someone who's black in media, just seeing you, you've been a trailblazer for years to all things black, really, whether it's you rocking your natural hair and rocking it well, mm -hmm. your unique voice, your authentic fashion. Just tell us a little bit about the journey. What were some of the obstacles that you faced when you just wanted to be truly who you are? I just I just never know how to, how to be any other way. You know, you can be, you can be afraid, you can be Jesus, you know, people are always gonna have a comment, so. Facts. Mm -hmm. It's better to just roll out, you know, and, and master what you, what you know is right for you and, and what you know how to do, you know? Along that journey, mm -hmm. you've had many moments in your career where you might have been scrutinized and even judged. Would you yeah. give any advice to the younger generation uh, when they're faced with adversity? Um, I think adversity is a good thing. I think, I think you can only be a better person and learn and grow from adversity and conflict, you know. It's like in songwriting, like you only have a song if if something is wrong in your life, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you and you and you go to create to balance it out. Or yes. you know, you guys only have a show if there's something to talk about. You know what I mean? So you have to really embrace uh an adversity, I think, and, and and sit yourself down and, and try to understand what it's for, you know, and make the make the best of it, you know what I mean? Because you can't get around it. That's a beautiful perspective, mm -hmm. Macy. I love that. You know, you've taken your talents far beyond music and tackling roles in films such as Paperboy, Idlewild, Training Day. And back in 2010, you played the role of Rose. That was the woman who handled pregnancy terminations in the movie for Colored Girls. What are your thoughts on the recent right. overturning of Roe v. Wade? Um, I think it's, a, it's an interesting time for women to, to, to understand that the fight isn't over and it's, it's easy to settle into what our, our grandmothers that up for us, but there's still a long way to go. Of course, uh, I'm against it. I, th I think it's your body. I don't think it's anybody's business, you know, what you want to, if you, I, I really never understood why it was anybody's business, whether you wanted to have a baby or not. But I know it's political and I know it's deeper than what we may understand. But, but I think the message is that, that we as women um, still have a long way to go and, and the fight is still here. And, and um, you know, you, Again, it's adversity, so so all you can do is, is become more powerful because of it, you know? Right now, the world is super sensitive and, and very touchy. Do you think that has an effect on artistry as a whole? Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're in this moment where you have to watch what you say because it's social media. Like, if you say, oh my God, like somebody on social media is gonna say, oh my God, she said God. <laughs> and they're gonna have an issue with the fact that you said God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yes. And of course that affects affects songs and comedy. We've seen that. So um I hope 
people don't don't let uh, that that start dictating, you know, creatives and 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 songs and movies and and what you can say on your talk show, you know? Yeah. Because then you're back to then you can't really call yourself a free country anymore. You know, they sell you on this thing like this is the greatest freest country ever. But if if society's gonna dictate what you say and how you feel, then 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 that's not then that's not real for us. That's so true. And Macy, speaking of artistry, we all love your music, and you have a new project titled Reset that we are so excited to talk about. Yes. What would you like for your fans to take away from this album? Uh, just uh, just what we were talking about, just freedom, just just feeling good about yourself and and being yourself. You know, I think I think everybody's chosen. I think just some people never figure out what they're chosen for, for. And, and it's just about like. Knowing that you're extraordinary and and uh, and and doing your thing in life, you know, and, and trying to trying to do what you want to do, without being afraid of what people are gonna say, you know. Right, right, sure. Macy, and we're in the Black Girl House, so I gotta ask you, what does being a Black woman <laughs> mean to you? Uh, everything. I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't want to be anything else in life. I feel like, like if you're a Black female, I think, I think God loves you the most. You know, oh, yeah, yes. it's it's such a because you go on this trail that where you have to learn and you have to be big and you have to be strong. So it kind of makes you, uh, you know, you have to be a gangster. You know what I mean? Facts. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like settle into, you know, privilege or like you have to work. You know what I mean? And so so and so you're going to you're going to come up with great things. I, I think that's the best thing. You can do, the sure. Possibilities that's are in this. For yeah. sure, and I, and I love that, and we love you for being a black girl and being yes. the type of black girl that for decades have literally stayed true to who you are and showed each and every one of us like what it takes to really just stand in your truth and, and be accepted for that. And so, being a trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> Macy, who would you love to yes. face off in a versus? Okay, Jesus. <laughs> not anybody on my level. I'm just <laughs> I don't know. It would have to be like I'd want to do something that's not singing, though. You know. Mm. Okay. Maybe we play spades or something. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be your partner. Okay, we gonna be your partner. Macy, thank okay. you so so much for stopping by the BGS house again. All right, sweetheart. Yes, we appreciate you. And again, for all those listening, her new album Reset is now available across all streaming platforms. Coming up next, Callie, also known as your homegirl, your toxic chocolate, and that is straight ahead. Make sure to stay tuned to BGS for all things. Do it. I can do it. Better catch me if you can before you lose me. Can't have me looking stupid. Nah, I'm too discreet. Now you try to tell me you was for the streets. Everything I say you did, I got received. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was the Melodic Kid single, You On You by my girl Callie. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Yeah. Yes. So welcome to the BTS house. We cannot wait to sit down with you, Miss Toxic Chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I found out. Okay, so who gave you that name? Um, I was actually at a hookah bar with my friend, and I was telling her about all the things that would be going on in my life. And she was like, friend, you might be the problem. Like, <laughs> so you like, that's a real friend. Yeah, she was like, but you're so like beautiful and like yes. chocolate, you can do that. Like, mm -hmm. 
She's like, you give me toxic chocolate. And I, I, was, like, I was like, really? She was like, yeah, and you like them toxic and chocolate. And I was like, I'm going to make a song like that tomorrow. I think that might be... I can roll with that. Uh -huh. you know, I think you just broke some hearts over there. There's some lights that are actually in this studio that love you. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so you have us in a choke hole with your single, mm-mm, and yeah, yeah. You know, it's been all over TikTok, so we have a little game we want to play with you. We're going to ask you some questions, and then you have a card in your hand, and you'll answer with, mm-mm, okay. or yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We all gonna answer too, right? We're not gonna leave you hold, um, like okay. hanging. Okay. But I know, for instance, that you're really into astrology. Yeah. All right. So that first question for you is, would you ever date a Scorpio? Mm-mm. Or yeah, yeah. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. You gotta explain though, because I like Scorpios. Okay, um, I just think that Scorpio men are liars. Oh. And nobody likes a liar. Right. You know, and okay. I think that Scorpio women are sneaky. Like, they real quiet, like they give you the vibe of like she just quiet, she don't like nobody in her business, but they listening to you. Uh -huh. And they listening to everything you say so they can use Bring it against it you on later. Ooh. I don't know. I just This is this is sounding mm -mm. personal. <laughs> no, no, personal. but no, listen, like I was just telling my friend this earlier, like, I'm not the type of person that if you tell me a sign right away and you be like, Oh Scorpio, mm -hmm. I'd be like, uh, uh I don't like y'all. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like if I give off the vibe that you giving me like weird energy, mm. and I'd be like, what's your sign? And you say Scorpio, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But you are a Leo. I mean, which sign do you find is the easiest to date? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, That's a good question. Yeah. I would say either a Gemini. Really? Or hey an Aquarius. <laughs> I'm a fun, I like fun. I like yeah. spontaneous people. Yeah. I'm real impulsive. Yeah. I like just random things. Like Aquarius people. men are crazy. What are you talking about, Kelly? But, but they're fun. They're fun. No, but, they, but listen, they're fun. They are fun. But listen, they only get crazy when you try them. Mm -hmm. And I'm all, yeah. I'm about that too. Like, mm -hmm. I get like that too. Like, mm -hmm. I'm loyal. Leo's are loyal mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. until you mess with me. Now right. it's like, you done brought the toxic side of me. So okay. like, just don't just don't play with Aquarius, don't play yeah. with Gemini, right. and you won't get that two-faced vibe, and you won't get that crazy from a, you know, just yeah. well, well, keep it cute. Simple. Yeah, keep it, keep it real cute. I'm right. a Leo too, you're my Leo sister. Yeah. It's like we a cat, if you pet us, we purr. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we territorial, so don't come yeah. in our yeah. jungle, do okay. that shit. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm August Leo. I'm a July. I'm a July. Well, I'm an Aries, and so we're fire sisters over here. So I have to ask, this is my question, are you into Kehlani? Because we got onto your TikTok mm -hmm. and you asked, can we? Mm. <laughs> Explain that for us and give us your answer. Um, that's like, you know, people have like celebrity crushes. I never knew I would have like a celebrity crush, but I don't know. It's just, oh. I just love me some Baylani. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, Baylani. I like that. Baylani. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kaylani, though, like, what is it about her that makes you say, yeah, yeah? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the tattoo, it's the vo the tattoos, mm -hmm. the voice, it's the mm -hmm. smile, the talent, I you like know, yeah, the too. smile, the, the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. I want to know what? Like, okay. <laughs> 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 but, Callie, are you into girls? Um, 
Maybe. Yeah, I w I'm not okay. against it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, if the right one came it's along. A, yeah. The vibe if it was right. Kaylani, then yeah. I'm not something with it. <laughs> Love it. There we go. Shoot your shot. Yes. Okay, well, let me see. I know there's a lot of pee in the dating pool, you know? <laughs> but if somebody's sliding your DM and trying to take you on a romantic date and it sounded right, would you go? Mm-mm. Why not, though? I feel like, why. Yeah, tell us why. Why you not? Oh, well, your girl is, is ta just taken right now. Oh, yeah, oh, really. oh, but you was just saying you was sliding with Kalani. <laughs> he, he'll uh, understand. He'll understand. <laughs> but what sign is he? How about that? Like, oh, that's a girl. <laughs> oh, he's a Pisces. Oh, oh they're very oh, Pisces. Yeah. Whenever they got something going on, they say they don't. You gotta really kind of dig and like, yeah, yeah. We both is a little toxic. We had oh. to like, we had to come to our sense. Like, okay, no more games. Mm -hmm. No more toxic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It took a little minute. You know, but we here now. Well, is it hard when you have two people who are in the, you know, starlight, all of this kind of stuff, I mean, to... Not really being a starlight, but, mm -hmm. like, me being a rapper myself, like, I have to be around, uh, like, a lot of other male rappers, and sometimes men be insecure, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and like, if you got somewhere to be and I got somewhere to be, when I'm going to see you, you know, type of thing, and then the whole being mm -hmm. around females and, like, in their face and stuff, I, I don't... You take a lot of trust. I'm I date a rapper. Yeah. and mm -hmm. But and I can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kelly, thank you for being a good sport. Let's talk about this hit single, Wet. I want to know what inspired you to write this song. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Wet was just real fun for the girls. I'm all for the girls having fun. And I, it's, like, really a statement. Like, men or... It's always some pick-me girl that don't like when other females talk about, you know, rap about your areas. Right. The box. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> right about the box. You know what I mean. So it was just a statement like whatever to make whoever mad. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I'm outside mm -hmm. with it, and this is for the girls who like to have fun and mm -hmm. don't mind. You know, little. I'm a female rapper. You know what I mean. It's always a oh we talk about this or we talk about that. So I'm going. I'm the type of person that's oh, okay. Let me talk about it some more. Yeah. yeah. Right. Since, you're, since you're mad. You right. know what I mean. So I like that. Nobody can censor you. So yeah. speaking of your music, here at the BGS house, we believe in the power of manifestation. Mm -hmm. So who is one collab that you would like to manifest in your future? I actually have two, male and uh, Okay. Yeah. I want to do something with Brent Fayez and I want to do something with Nikki. Oh, cool. Yeah. Those they call both. Brent Fayez toxic too, so that's... <laughs> it would give a little something. Yeah. 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 I want to feel it. And Nikki, I get it. Okay, well, Kelly, thank you for stopping by the BGS house. Her latest EP, Toxic Chocolate, is now available on all major platforms streaming. And coming up next, the BG Boss of the Week. We'll be right back. Okay, so that puts your landing zone at 5.0667 degrees north, 77.3333 degrees west, which is here. Give or take 20 square miles. I like your numbers. Wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was Queen Taraji P. Henson in the acclaimed film Hidden Figures. Taraji lit up the screen, portraying the legendary Katherine Johnson. Of course, Johnson was a mathematician who mastered orbital mechanics while working as an employee at NASA. Her role was very critical to the success, not only to the U.S. crewed space flights, but also to the flights afterwards. And in 2015, President Barack Obama awarded her with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Then in 2020,
2021, she was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame. Wow. Now, Akila, you're introducing us to another BG boss who's taking flight. Yes, ladies. My BG boss is Tiara Fletcher. Wow. All right, let me tell you how she is leaving footprints on the moon. <laughs> Tiara went after her passion for aerospace engineering at the age of 11. Sis went on to graduate from MIT and began working at Boeing as a structural analysis engineer. Wow. She's currently working on NASA's space launch system, which aims to put humans on Mars, okay? Okay. Now, that is a BG boss, Tierra. Job well, well done. When you consider, you know, how underrepresented minorities are in STEM fields yes. and how important it is to have role models like Tierra. And so I think as a young black girl looking up at her, it's like, oh my God, anything is possible. Anything. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That is Mars true. is possible. Right. Well, a lot of you may think that being boss of the week is easy, but being a boss takes dedication, it takes consistency, it takes a lot of work. I think that's so exciting, though. I mean, when you think about space, and I think, I mean, do you know how brilliant you have to be, first of all, to even, you know, say NASA and your name in the same sentence, exactly. but all of the hard work that went into that. So thank you, Tierra. Get us out of here. Mm -hmm. And that is all the show for now. Thanks again to all of tonight's guests, King Combs, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, mm -hmm. Macy Gray, and Callie. Good night, everybody. Mm -hmm. yes. Good night. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.